good morning and grand rising we are here with another episode of the hoodoo and chill podcast it is season four it's been a great season i mean the shows have been amazing if you all have not had an opportunity to listen to some previous episodes or if this is your first time fellowshipping here with us on the hoodoo and chill podcast I implore you to go on our podcast and listen to some previous episodes. I think we just uploaded three within the last couple of days. So there's some great content there for you all. But anyway, with me as always is my beautiful friend, partner, the one and only Latoya Alexandria. Good morning, Grand Rising. Bon mercredi, je suis assise avec la magnifique Cerveo. I am so excited about this particular episode of Food and Chill as we enter in our fourth season. Um, when we were scripting this show this morning, it really, really hit home. A lot of what we are going to be discussing today can be somewhat triggering and we will give that warning, but this is something that everyone, I think, needs to, to if you are in Black biology, no matter what path it is, very important to our history, to our culture. So this is a very important episode. So I am very excited about this one. Thank you so much, Toya. So today's episode of Hoodoo and Chill is very special. Today we will be discussing two archetypes of divine feminine energy who have been venerated throughout the spiritual diaspora as spirit guides. The spirit of La Madama is a very popular image of blackness in traditional Afro-Latino spirituality. However, our show today will highlight a second archetype whose imagery is just as popular, if not more. We all know her. We have all experienced her energy on some level. And many of us as people of color we are her descendants. Although this topic may be triggering for some of you and uncomfortable for others, this is a subject that is nonetheless important and it must be discussed. The black mammy, although a heartbreaking image and a constant reminder of slavery is still powerful, important, and most importantly, necessary. So today on Hoodoo and Chill, Toya and myself will introduce or reintroduce some of you to Black Mammy and La Madama. So before we get into the meat of today's topic, I think that we should first elaborate as to why we are even bringing this up. Now, for those of you who are new to the show or if you are newer on your spiritual journey, 
my next couple of statements are not necessarily triggered to you or directed to you but i think that it's important that you listen and take this in okay when you first get into spirituality the constant theme or what you will hear most people say to you over and over is to work with your ancestors or your first connection should be with your ancestors and i agree with this 100 and we here at hoodoo conjure and root work we put out the same message but your journey into spirituality is a, is a lifetime journey there is no time limit to this there is no time frame that you can put on your journey. You should go into this processing in your mind and in your heart and in your soul that this is a spiritual a lifetime commitment. Okay? So your ancestors are going to be your first line of connection. But as you grow, as you learn and as you are educated beyond just the opening doors or beginning stages of this journey you will find and some of you will see that other paths will open up for you you will gain the confidence and the assistance of your ancestors but you will also gain what we call spirit guides as well the hoodoo and chill podcast will return after this short ad break make major decisions without knowing the outcome beforehand would you like to know where your relationship is headed or what the future holds in store for you sir bale and i want to assist you in making all the right decisions so that you may live your best life are you seeking a new career does your love life need insight or maybe you want to connect with your ancestors or past loved ones The realm of divination holds all the answers to your future. Allow us to use our psychic abilities, bone reading, cardamancy, tarot, and mediumship to uncover the answers to your future. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com under classes and services to book your appointment today. Your spirit guides are waiting to speak to you. That's hoodooconjurerootwork.com to uncover your destiny today. And in certain spiritual communities, they may be acknowledged as a spiritual court. I don't necessarily use that terminology, but just to educate you all today, they may be referred to as your court, who's in your court. And of course your ancestors should be in your court. But as you grow, and as you learn you will understand that beyond your ancestors there are other spirit guides that are accessible to you this is why i'm big on connecting with the spirits of nature because a lot of these spirits are connected to that but then also spirit guides of those who have walked before you ancestors that may not necessarily have this direct blood lineage or connection to you but are nonetheless there for you 
And some of you have already experienced this sensation of other spirits or feel being pulled to other spirits for assistance or for understanding or for continual guidance on your spiritual journey. Today, we are going to introduce you to two figures that I believe for people of color, we all should pay some respect to in some sense. You should at least be educated on to this and understand why these spirit guides are so important for you. And that's La Madama as well as Black Mammy. You know, I think that when it comes to hoodoo in particular, a lot of people have taken on the stance that the only spirits that are dealt with in hoodoo are your ancestors. So I'm very happy that you explain that, Siri, because I agree that even in the path of hoodoo, because it is a melting pot, because you are dealing with so many, you know, different spirits who have contributed to this practice that we do today, you will eventually learn those spirits, okay? You will learn who Black Hawk is um, from the indigenous. Mammy is going to be one of those spirits that you are going to learn about who contributed to our practice within the African-American community on our side in terms of spirituality, and she has. And today, we are going to break that down. It is so important to me, and, and, and I'm finding it hard to find the words right now because it is an emotional topic for me. This woman who we view so negatively, or who many view so negatively, is heartbreaking. And when I speak on her, I will tell you exactly why right now my heart is breaking just thinking about how people still to this day in her death are ashamed of who she is. We're gonna start off with La Madama. And for those of you who visit Botanicas frequently, or those of you who've just been exposed to the practice, you've probably seen this figure, okay? A lot of times people, I've seen people mistake her for Yemaya, Yemuja, because she, a lot of times, um, if you get her from a Spanish Botanica, it, it, they are, she's blue. She's like, her clothing is blue and white. And she usually has a basket overhead. She's a very, very dark woman. And then there's like a broom next to her side. And I've seen people mistake this for Yemaya, and it's not. It's La Madama. And who is La Madama? Well, the legend is different, just depending upon who you're talking to, of course, in spirituality. But for me to give you a brief overview, she was an African woman. She was a conjurer. She was a diviner. She was a root doctor, bone reader, 
card reader, healer, mother, grandmother. And she was from Africa. She was taken from her homeland and she was brought to the islands, the sugarcane islands, of course, Puerto Rico, San Domingue, Jamaica, Haiti. And she worked in the big plantation homes because the master saw that there was something different about her. Her spirit is infectious in a good way. She was resourceful. She knew things. She could heal the other slaves when they got sick. So now we don't have to spend money on a doctor. She was a heavier set woman with big breasts and she could nurse the babies because the other mothers didn't want to in the house. And on those late nights, maybe when the master wasn't there and when it was just her and maybe the mistress might've walked into the room and saw her crying one day, Mammy might've grabbed her palm and read her fortune. Or maybe she picked up that pack of playing cards that was sitting on the desk and told her fortune. Maybe mistress was sick, couldn't give birth. She went and whipped up a concoction and said, drink this. And then she was fertile again. She felt better. You see, Mammy, excuse me, La Madama wasn't just a regular slave. She, there was some prestigious there about her that she was resourceful, they needed her. We can't not function without La Madama. And when she died, her spirit was still venerated. People still paid their respects, gave her offerings, prayed to her. Because if she was so resourceful for us in this present life, imagine what she could do for us in the next life. You have to see the original people that came here understood that there was still life beyond death. And that death for us wasn't this mourning ceremony or this, you know, this sad time, this, this period of, of just sometimes, you know, even in a lot of our families, when someone dies, it, the family energy can become very toxic. But that isn't who we come from. So there's no wonder why even after life, La Madama was still prayed to, still lifted up, still given offerings to, and she helped, she worked. She assisted the fortune tellers, she assisted the card readers, she assisted the bone throwers. She never really died. And that is why when you go into almost any botanica, you will see this statue, you will see the oil, you will see the candle, and it is this woman who is dressed in blue and white, sometimes red, yellow, but she has a basket on her head 
and a broom to her side. Hey, are you enjoying the show? If so, don't forget to follow Hoodoo and Chill on Apple and Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. Tell us what you love about the show in the reviews. We love to hear from you. To keep this free content on air, please support the show by sending a donation of love using one of the donation links in the descriptions. Donations keep our podcasts alive and also give us the ability to enhance our content. We graciously thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. You know, Sierra, the explanation of who Lama Dama was and is is something that is not talked about in hoodoo a lot. And I think that from now on, after we've done this show, I'm going to encourage you guys to tap into these two magnificent women. And you're going to find out just why they're so magnificent. So let's take a look at Mammy. Seer did a wonderful job of explaining who Lama Dama was and why she was and still is so important. She gave so much in life and in death, she is still giving. Now, we can take that, we can stomach that, right? Because the story of Lama Dama has to do with a divine femme who was somewhat of a spiritualist. But let's talk about Mammy. Now this woman, she was no spiritualist. And actually, if you look up the definition of who Mammy is, it automatically says offensive, nursemaid, nanny, in charge of white children. The stereo depiction of this woman is a heavyset black woman who worked for a white family nursing their children. This is what we see, right? This is what we've all been told Mammy is. Now, when we talk about who really brought this character to life, and I just want to give her her due, it was Hattie McDaniel and Gone with the Wind, who went on to win a Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in this role. Now, I'm going to tell you why she won this award. It, it, it's it's it could be because I'm going to say it just like this. White people like to see us at that time just entertain. And she did such a wonderful job at entertaining us in that movie. And she depicted Mammy to a T in that movie. So she won the award. However, for me, it's a little different. You see, there is no negativity when I think of Mammy. The only negative aspect of Mammy that I can see is the fact that she was enslaved against her will. 
this woman, this woman was the glue who held every household together. You see, she wasn't just a slave nursemaid. She cooked, she cleaned, she nursed, and I'm going to tell you right now, without her, that house would have been chaos. The mistress, the head, the little miss, would never have been able or capable to do what Mammy did in that household. She was and is one of the strongest black women that you will ever come across. And there are many mammies. Mammy is nothing but big mama today, except she did it for a family that wasn't even her own. So that makes her even stronger. She did it for a family that wasn't her own, who enslaved her with a smile and with compassion and with tolerance. Do you hear me? Do you understand that this woman endured all of this, all of this? How can we be ashamed of a divine feminine who is capable in the physical of putting up with this type of lifestyle. This was her life. When the woman of the house couldn't hold it together because the husband didn't come home when he was supposed to or he was having an affair, who do you think consoled her? When she heard the cry of a child, do you actually think that she went and picked up that child and dealt with what was going on with the child? No, she didn't, she called Mammy. When she had a dinner party and she wasn't capable of cooking for X amount of people, who you think cooked those meals? So you tell me how we can actually be ashamed of a woman of this strength. It amazes me. It amazes me that we in the African-American still are ashamed of this woman when she has con contributed and, and given her entire life and done something that so many of us, when we think about it, and you think about it right now, could you do that? Do you have the strength and the temperance and the tolerance to do that with a smile? And let's not mistake the fact that the people she worked for, oh, those kids loved her. They loved her. As hard of, of a pill that is to swallow, they loved Mammy. And this is one of the huge reasons she won that Academy Award. Because the what they showed on the screen is what happened in real life. And a lot of people that were non-color could feel that. They saw that. They loved this woman, all right? Mammy is nothing but big mama. She is the glue that held the home together. She was a protector and a counselor. She was the one that everyone in the house ran to when there was a problem to help fix it. 
She heard all of those intimate conversations, all of those cries, and she helped fix it. I don't know about you, but I could never be ashamed of someone in my direct lineage with this much strength and power. Perseverance over all of that. I would feel shame myself. Toya, thank you. That was so emotional and um very beautiful. I hope everyone that's listening really took in all of what she just said because it was so powerful. And what stuck with me the most was when you said La Madama is easier for you to stomach. You see, as much as I do believe in the spirit of La Madama, because there definitely was an African woman that did these things in the Caribbean. What her name was, we may never know, but that is a real thing. But I'm not going to downplay the power and the presence of African American spirituality and the influence that we have had on the world. We get upset because we see other cultures, as we call it, appropriate, take or steal from us and monetize or water down our traditions and try to create something else. But yet we have a fear of ourselves. I don't even want to use the word shame. I'm going to use the word fear. Because all of that is derivative of that. It all, all of the shame, the I don't want to look at it, the offensiveness. It is a fear because you don't understand something. It is unknown to you. You think you know the story, but you refuse to allow yourself to step away from black and white thinking and see who Mammy truly was. In her own right, in my personal opinion, she is just as much of a spiritist as any of you, she is just as much of a life coach and a counselor as any doctor with a degree. Who do you think in that house people were coming to for their problems? Who were they talking to for advice and wisdom? Who still knew the stories of the old land, even here in North America? Don't think that our people forgot about those stories they've just been watered down into something else. Mammy was also a historian, right? Think about the big mama in your own family who wrote down the names of each and every last one of the members in that Bible. Your lineage right there, whenever you need to go look at it. Before there was an ancestry, a 23andMe, or one, two, three, let me see. It was big mama writing down who we were keeping those photos and keeping the presence, the power and the acknowledgement, my people of your lineage alive. You do yourself a disservice when you want to water down a woman that each and every last one of you descended from to nothing more than a maid in the house. You get offended when you see the 
statues of her or the dolls of her. I went home to Virginia for a week last week and went to my grandmother's house. And lo and behold, there was a mammy doll sitting right in her house. And she's always had one or a few, all of my grandmothers. Your grandmothers too, if you go look or you've already seen it, I'm pretty sure most of you have. Why is it so hard for us to stomach a reality of a portion of who we are when our ancestors and our even our living ancestors have no problem with staring reality in the face? Who do is nitty gritty? It's gonna trigger things in you that need to be triggered, whether it's hurt, pain, love, acceptance, what have you, this path is not for the weak because you are gonna have to stare those harsh realities in the face for you to even understand why your power is so significant. That the recipes that you are using and putting in your books and posting on Instagram, those are Mammy's recipes. What you think you created is nothing more than a channeling of energy from Big Mama who told you how, but you are so powerful. Now, let me hit you with this. While some of you want to run from this reality of who you are and what you come from or refuse to accept it because it's easier to say we came from kings and queens no one ever says we came from Mammy. I've seen more we are kings and queens and that one shirt that gives Mammy any 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 type of because you wouldn't want to wear that right that's offensive. You can't stare that in the face. But you're using her magic. You're using her recipes. Every time you get sick, you remember what she did and you go do it. It saved your life and your children's life. It helped you get through COVID. But to look her in the face, that's offensive to you. The sad part about this is there are so many white people and I don't really do the race thing a lot. It's not my ministry and I appreciate, you know, the white people that listen to our podcast. But I'm going to be honest today. And there are a lot of white people who work with La Madama and have no problem doing it. And I say to you, stop it. She's not for you. If you want to do anything with La Madama or Mammy, get on your knees and pray for forgiveness. Ask for healing. Ask for forgiveness on behalf of your ancestors. I do not often play the race car, but as it relates to this, I'm going to speak up today. Definitely. And the fact that we as a people have allowed this because we, we don't want to work with the reality of ourselves, right? We skip over this. We run to every other deity, but you skip over this one right here. It's very rare 
that I actually even see Lama Dama statues or black mammy dolls around any of our so-called practitioners anymore. Never talk about her. You know more about Marie Laveau than you know about Big Mama in your own family. You know more about everything else than yourself. And this is the disconnect that I'm often talking about as it relates to this practice. This is why I'm not a person who plays on the spells and the workings of hoodoo. I'm always gonna hit you with the truth and the history because you can't understand the work if you can't understand where it came from. Why are you not working with this energy? Why is she not a part of your spiritual court? Why is there no image of her on an altar somewhere? Why do you feel ashamed to own the black mammy doll? Why is it more comfortable for you to work with La Madama when most of you don't speak Spanish, but you speak mammy's language and you don't want to acknowledge her? You wanna talk about your history being stolen from you Let's talk about history, right? Hattie McDaniels made the image of Black Mammy famous, period. But then there's also Harry Rosalind. You should Google him, who painted over 30 canvases of an image of basically Black Mammy. She's doing root work. She's reading cards. She's doing palmistry, reading palms. She's reading crystal balls. She's working with crystal. She's doing all of these things that you see all over Instagram. And this image is nothing more than Black Mammy. How do you think La Madama, that image, not the legend, but the image even got to Cuba? Think about it. A lot of what is ours has been taken moved elsewhere and another name has been put on it and we get no respect we get no credit but that's because a lot of us we are afraid to give credit where it's due we don't even want to work with black mammy she's not luxurious for you you know she she doesn't come with honey pots and champagne and gold and all of the water and all of that stuff that's so glamorous that this glamorized version of spirituality that makes you feel good. The, 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 um, what is it? The, the falseness that, that, that dumbed down reality. It's not even reality. It's a fantasy that you're living in, but you can't work with a piece of, you can't even work with your actual ancestor that you descended from. I wasn't expecting to get as emotional as I am or feel as emotional as I am about this show today, but I, I am very emotional about it. And I'm emotional because I am guilty of not giving reverence to this woman who is part of my lineage. I don't know how you guys are feeling out there, those of you who are of African-American descent, but you better believe there is a black mammy in your lineage. So I am going to encourage you today to set out a glass of water for her because she's done so much. 
And if you want to know what a divine feminine that is full of strength looks like, that's what she looks like. As Seer pointed out, she's not glamorous. She's not glamorous at all. But she holds mm, more power than you can imagine. This is a part of us that must be acknowledged. We cannot, we can no longer skip over Mammy and her contributions to who we are. We can no longer be shamed of her. And as I am a mixture of cultures, I am still going to co-sign on the fact that if you are not African-American, no, you should not be working with Lama Dama or pulling from the spirit of Mammy. I'm going to co-sign on that. And I'm going to co-sign on that simply because your ancestors took so much of her in life her whole life. She didn't even, she couldn't even live a life. She didn't have a choice. She was in bondage. But again, she did all that with a smile. And you are still trying to take from her in death. No. I can't tell you who to call upon. I can't tell you what spirits to walk with or to try to channel, but what I can do is put a bug in your ear and let you know that your ancestors took from her in life, her entire life, and you are now trying to take from her in death, which means that you are still keeping her in bondage. Let her rest. As Seer said, if you want to channel her, ask for forgiveness for what your ancestors did while she was living. But don't try to take from her. She's not yours. Enough was taken from her on this physical plane. I co-sign on that and I'll say, Mammy didn't get that much time to spend with her children because her time was so devoted to other children. I wanna touch on this for one second because I'm going somewhere with this and I really want y'all to feel me today on this one because time is precious. And if you follow our ministry, you know that I preach about time frequently. We're talking about a woman who gave up her time, which was forced. Time to nurture, love, and be there for her own offspring because she was nursing someone else's baby, raising them, feeding them, loving them as if they were her own. Giving milk to a seed that would one day beat, enslave, and rape Mammy's own children, right? 
Imagine nursing a child that wasn't even yours, feeding that child, loving that child, and watching that child grow up. And then it turns on your own offspring. You standing in the kitchen one day, watching the same child that you nursed beat or rape your blood, your, your actual blood children. See, this is what they don't talk about. How could you ask for anything from her if you are not her offspring? Mammy wants time with her children, her real children, the ones that she had to neglect unwillingly. She's reaching out to us. And some of you are shunning her because the image does not meet your standard. She does not have on lashes. She's not draped in a wig to her feet and the best and the finest of things. She's not holding out bangles of gold and pots of water for you. So the love that you truly could be giving her, because the truth of the matter is you, you more than likely descend from a plethora of these women. It's not just one in your family. It's probably one that you know of, but the bloodline is probably plenty of these in your family. Let's break this generational curse of neglect of love for our offspring because she's waiting for us, waiting for you to tap in, waiting for you to stop being ashamed of her image. Go get you a mammy dog. Better yet, make you one. I'm teaching a class tonight on how to make dolls. It's on the, it's on the website. You know, It's gonna be about love dolls, but you can still at least learn the, the aesthetics of how to create a spirit doll. I implore you, sign up, learn how to make your own. You know, go get a, a, a piece of your grandmother's old glove or sock or a little piece of her dress and make a little skirt for her. OK, your own spirit, guide, your own build your spiritual court, my people. The power that you have extends beyond just the work that you will do with your ancestors. And the knowledge that you think you have of your ancestors extends far beyond what you, my people, ever could imagine. But it's up to you to turn off the black and white thinking. It's up to you to allow yourself to be open to something new, to try something different, to look at this image, to look at these ancestors, to look at this reality of yourself and of your history in a different way. It does not always have to be from a place of pain. We are continually teaching each other to bond over trauma and instead of or instead of acknowledging the power, the resilience, the mental capacity that from which we come from. I mean, I think about how many of us need a therapist just to get through our jobs. And we have a woman who raised other people's children to own her own children, and she still kept it all together somehow. You come from such a strong bloodline. You come from such a crafty, innovative, creative people. 
You were born spiritual. You had gifts before you were even conceived. This has, this has been in your family. It's up to you to go look and find it. It's up to you to acknowledge it. It's up to you to open your mindset about who you are and your history. The next time you feel weak, you don't know what to do. You don't know who to call on. Maybe light a candle for Mammy. Maybe make her a little piece of cornbread or something that she like, get her a cigar, a little shot of rum, something. And why don't you pray to the mothers in your lineage that bore generations, that bore so much for you that they are open and ready to give you back the time that they missed with their offspring. I just want to say before we, we close out, something just kind of hit me. Divine Feminines, women, we are so into natural hair now and we're awake and all this black power. But yet and still, we see an image like Mammy and we think that she's not good enough. After this show, I hope and I pray that we've at least given you a different aspect of who this woman really is. So the next time you want to wear your natural hair and be all natural and tie your scarf around your head and you know, uh, celebrate that beautiful black skin. Think about Mammy's depletion. Wasn't that her? Wasn't that who she was? Wasn't that how she looked? So maybe you should think about the fact that you're more like Mammy than you think. And that is an honor, not an insult. That is something to be proud of, not ashamed of. Again, as Sears said, and I do too, I challenge you and I encourage you. Tap into that power. She is ours. She is there for us. Put an offering out for her. Thank her. Ask her for some of that power. Just a little bit. If we just had just a little fraction of the power that she had to endure what she did and do what she did. When you sit down at that nine to five, you might not feel so bad. You might not need that to pop that anxiety pill after all. Maybe all you need is a little bit of a little bit of mammy in you to get you through the day. This has been beautiful. This has been emotional. This has been a much needed conversation. We thank you all for listening, for lending us your time. Because as Sarah said, time is something that you can't get back. I'm hoping that 
this morning. We did justice with your time because this was important. As always, I want to give a gracious thanks to our audience for listening. Those of you that listen live and those of you that listen on the podcast. We see you, we know you, we love you, and we appreciate you for just pouring into our ministry as we pour into you. I hope today that this message not only triggered you emotionally, but also left you with inspiration, also left you with guidance, also left you with just a better depiction of who you are and who you come from. I hope today put fire in you to take back something that is truly ours. To give back the time that was lost between Big Mama, Madea, Mammy, whatever her name is, the time that she was that was lost between her and her offspring, her and her family. You can heal that. You can heal that. You can pray. You can lay offerings, you can do whatever you need to do, however spirit opens up that door for you. But you can heal that portion in your family and in our community. And I challenge you, each of you that truly listen and that believe in our ministry to do so. I leave you in love, light, peace, prosperity, abundance, and protection. I want you, each and every last one of you, to remember that you are strong, you are powerful. And as this show laid out for you today, that you do come from the best of the best. Your lineage is so gifted, so beautiful, so tapped in, so in alignment with who you are. Even your ancestors that you may not necessarily resonate with the most best believe that every piece of your blood, every piece of your makeup was not by accident. You were divinely created. You have purpose. You're not here for just any reason. I bless your hands as you step out today into your prosperity that may the things that you touch may be like the Midas touch, may it manifest as if it were gold. We send you out in love and light, my people. And with that, we release you into the atmosphere. Thanks for listening to the Hoodoo and Chill podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Apple, Spotify, and Instagram. Also, please help us keep this free content on air by sending a donation of love. We'll see you next time on Hoodoo and Chill.